Is this thing working? Hey, here we are. Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, matter of fact. Episode 50. Yep. We're sitting at a half a hundred. But yeah, today's Fat Tuesday. If that's something that Mardi Gras and that's something that you get involved in and celebrate, and you're well aware of what today is. Uh, tomorrow's Ash Wednesday. Starts the, Lent, the Lenten period. The 46 days leading up to Easter. So today's a cool day, man. Yep. So here we go, man. We got a big, we got a big agenda today. We got a lot on the, we got a lot on the schedule here. Uh, we're gonna update the church shooter story that's going on in Houston that that happened on Sunday. We're gonna do that. We're gonna talk about the backstabbers in Washington D.C. once again, who've done the dirty trick last night and went in there and passed the uh, the aid package. Yeah, in the to Senate. foreigners, Americans get nothing. They stole your money. <laughs> don't you love it yeah here we are with open porous borders all the all the problems that we have but yeah let's yep. go let's go secure ukraine's border let's do that man i'm that just oh it just burns my tail yeah me it, too it really does makes my blood boil oh, every time i think about especially it especially when our one of our texas senators john cornyn john cornyn voted yay on this package and then is all over social media this morning trying to explain it away yeah i've done ripped on him a little bit national security he says (laughs) because of national security but he don't care about our border no he cares about ukraine's border look i've got one reply to each and every one of them that that opened their mouth about this aid package if they're in support of it i got one thing to say to them this is what the people want you either close our border or you shut down this government that we have because none of you are doing anything except what you do best, which is spend our money elsewhere. Yes. I'm sick of it. I man. totally agree with yeah. you. It is I time am. to shut down the government. <laughs> and here we go with Speaker Johnson coming out saying, well, the House isn't even going to take up the bill. Do you trust that at all? You, you know, trust that he's going to actually do what he says? That Mike Johnson the, will, that yes. it'll be DOA? You know, man, it's that's a hard call to. I want to say that he will, but then again, the, my my skeptical side is sitting here going, "Nah, he won't." I just He'll don't cave. have any trust. I, I have no I trust either. for anybody in Congress yeah, right now. I don't either because the the firm will get to him just like McConnell got to the twenty two. They stick together, and I I don't understand the, it. Why don't they come out and tell us if we're at war with Russia? Yeah. Why is it continually Russia, Russia, Russia's a bad well, guy right here? Power and control, man. Yeah, well, I'm getting tired of hearing it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm getting getting real tired <laughs> of people talking about Russia propaganda. Well, e- either way it goes, it's it's obvious and evident and has been for quite a long time that we need change in Washington, D.C. We need change there. We need change in Austin. We need we change do. here, and that's what we've. We also said that we were going to begin to compare candidates. We've got that on our agenda today too. We're gonna, we're gonna compare some candidates and and the ones that we endorse, the ones that we wouldn't endorse, and the reasons why we wouldn't endorse them. We're gonna touch on District Eleven, and we're gonna touch on District Nine, uh, House Representatives race. Also, we're gonna talk about Ken Paxton and the the three judges that he's endorsing and yes. why. That's right. That's who we're going to push out. We want your help to push every one of these candidates yep. because, as you can tell from the update that we just give you of the backstabbers that didn't listen to the American people when they called and called and called for days and said, don't vote on this. We need people that will listen to us. So this is why we're pushing out conservative America first candidates. 
And that's what we're looking for. Who are those three judges that we're talking about? Davis Shanks, one of them. Lee Finley. Lee Finley. And yeah. Gina Parker. Yep. And the Ken, Ken Paxton judges, Paxton has endorsed David Schenck, a former state appeals court judge, against Keller. That's Sharon, uh, Sharon Keller. She's the presiding judge. And against Hervey, Paxton has endorsed Gina Parker for place seven. She's an attorney, and he has backed Lee Finley for place eight, a lawyer, against Slaughter. Awesome. So this is who we're going to be talking about. But before we do all that, we want to update you on the church shooter. Yeah, we have a Houston Chronicle or, um, article here, and this update came yesterday afternoon at a press conference on Monday. The Houston authorities and local officials outlined new details in this shooting at Lakewood Church. Christopher Hasek, commander of the HPD Homicide Unit, described the shooter, 36-year-old Janice Ivan Marino, as a lone wolf with a history of mental health issues who arrived at the church in a trench coat with multiple weapons prior to the commencement of a Spanish language service. Hasig told assembled media that prior to the shooting, Marino pulled her seven-year-old son out of her white vehicle parked on Timmins Lane and proceeded to confront a security guard outside the building at approximately 1.53 p.m. The guard let Janice into the building, at which point she immediately began exchanging fire with the HPD officer Christopher Marino and TABC officer Adrian Herrera, according to Hasek. Janice wielded an AR-15, the commander said, but a second weapon, a 22 caliber rifle, was found in a backpack on her person. Officers continued to engage Janice until she fell to the ground, Hasek said. Her child also fell to the ground after being shot in the head. Janice was pronounced dead at 2.07 p.m. Authorities stated that the buttstock of the AR-15 she wielded featured a sticker of the word Palestine. Previous reports incorrectly stated the long gun featured the word Free Palestine. Hasek stated anti-Semitic writings have been discovered in subsequent investigations into Janice. The commander said that the shooter used male and female aliases in the past but is identified as a female the entire time. Once again, here we are. Yeah. Well, they say that we do believe there was a familiar, a family dispute between her and her ex-husband's family, and some of those people are Jewish. Yeah, her ex-husband was Jewish. Oh, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. The commander described investigations as very fluid, and HPD chief Troy Finner updated the public on the status of the wounded child, confirming him to be Janice's son. He is still fighting for his life. Well, that's really th- that's really good that he's still with us. Yeah, he's still yeah. But he goes on to say it was a tragic scene and everything, and we want to pray for our first responders, the two officers who neutralized the suspect. They are suffering today. So we just say prayer for everybody involved and re- really be thankful that nothing worse came of it. And yeah. pray for the little boy. I right. hope that he makes it. And in all honesty, pray for the family of, of, of Marino, too. Yes. You know, because... I, yeah, it's, it's pretty just, sad. It's just bad. You know, who knows how much how much they've had to deal with with her mental illness all this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be and, hard on the family. Yeah, that's exactly right. And either way it goes, she's somebody's she's somebody's daughter. She's somebody's mama. Yeah. You know, and she's somebody's aunt. And it's just, 
you know, and to to get so upset with the way things are to go and shoot up a church well, or to threaten. Well, she did shoot somebody. Well, look, in mental, the leg. and in my opinion, mental illness plays the biggest factor in all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the biggest truth behind all of this. I believe is I is too. most of all of this is is straight up mental illness, regardless of what political stance or or thing you. I just believe it's there. Yeah. I just believe it's sad. You know, I believe that people's lives are being upended by this new America. That's all I'm going to say about that right ah, now. But anyway, let's <laughs> let's move forward. Get off of it's something. Sad. So, yeah, get off I'm of over here fixing so to cry in my here. coffee. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. Let's pick this pace up a little bit. Good Lord. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. So last night we went to a candidate forum. As we had said we were going to, we went to the Pitcher Garrison Convention Center there in Lufkin, featured House Representative incumbent for District 9, Trent Ashby, and his opponent coming into the race, Paulette Carson. And so we went there last night, and, and they had a forum. There was, it was probably, what, 45 minutes to an hour's worth of questioning by them, and, and they were good questions. Ashby had to get up there and explain his stance on a couple of different things, you know. You know, stances that we... we wanted to ask them questions and I, I really liked the moderators and how they yeah. picked what and it was the a good people forum. wanted. It and was a pretty good forum. I liked it. And and so we also told you we would bring the campaign stances. Issues, priorities, yeah. What they're of each candidate. Of each one. And in all honesty, hey man, we looked for For Trent Ashby. Yeah, we looked for Trent's and it was hard to find. He a lot of his actual political stances are hard to find. You you find his page you know, it, it has three sections on there, one to donate, one to meet him, and, and the other and the of, media. to contact him. Yeah. Yeah, and the media. The, the press releases. Press yeah, releases. so, and, and the press releases that we seen were out of date. So, you know, I emailed him and said, you know, what, what are what are your issues? Where you, I don't see them listed anywhere. And so I emailed him last night, late last night, after we'd got back home. Did he email you back? Uh, let's check. Let's see here. And that answer would be a big fat no. <laughs> yeah, so okay. far he hasn't answered me. <laughs> he hasn't answered. Well, I have emailed him once before, and I never got, I never received one back either. Yeah. So I don't know who his staff is, or or what, but they really need to step up their yeah. game. So there you go. Hey, if you want to vote for him, just pretty well understand you might be a little bit misinformed or yes, uninformed. You will. You'll be uninformed. But anyway, we got plenty enough information about Miss Carson and we met her last night and talked to her personally before the event and I was really impressed with her. I was impressed with her with her personality. I was impressed with her willingness to speak to us and speak truthfully to us about the things that that we talked about. And that are important to us in our everyday lives. Yeah. Um she has on this uh LinkedIn plate page is what we're looking on for her and she says why am she says on here why am i running she says our incumbent has had 10 years unchallenged and has proven to our district that he is aligned with the rogue house speaker dade Phelan. ashby votes with big interest money almost 75 percent of his votes he gave forty-five thousand dollars to dade Phelan's campaign he's voted with democrats almost 24 percent against republicans he supports eight democrat committee chairs who have systematically killed conservative bills he's a swamp rat he is a swamp rat that's exactly what he he is is one of those that we are fighting against that goes along with anything dave Phelan wants right this is this is the change that we're talking about that's needed 
we, we need to get people like him out of there. Those that sit there that offer us no information mm-hmm. and all they want to do. And even last night, and I, and I said this to her, I said this last night during the forum, he stayed on the defensive the whole time, the entire time. And then when she talked, he sat behind her, you know, in his seat and just shaking his head or rolling his eyes. It was very unprofessional. Well, it was a big tell to me. Mm-hmm. It was a big tell it to was me also. Arrogant. Yeah. That that's the word that kept coming to mind. But but either whenever I was looking at him. Ashby voted to impeach our duly elected attorney general without due process, no evidence, no witness testimony under oath. He has joined at the hip with House Speaker Dade Phelan. Ashby needs to be replaced. I am running to revive Texas values. Join me as I take your voice to Austin. So we are going to get behind Miss Carson and be pushing out all her information because we are. Um, I'm really impressed. Really with impressed her. with her. Yeah. Yes. And the next one on the list that we have that we want to talk about is District 11. District 11, which is um, Joanne Schaffner and Travis Clardy, and he's the incumbent now. Both of them have uh, websites. Uh, Joanne Schaffner. We went a week ago to her, it wasn't a forum, but to her meet and greet. That's what it was last week with Governor Abbott. And she is going to be back in Nacogdoches next Monday if you're interested in going. Um, She's going to be at the... CC Smokehouse. Yep. Thank you for that, because yep. I just went blank yeah. on that. And she's going to be there with Governor Abbott again. If you're interested in going to meet her, please yep. do. And and that's at 115 yes. at CC Smokehouse in Nacogdoches. We have prior engagement, so we will not be able to go. But we will be pushing it out and having you know, everybody needs to go. We really need to talk to the representatives. Yes. And and as I went through their, their page, you can find both of them Hers is joannefortexans.com, and his is travisfortexas.com. And you can go to their pages. We've went to them right here, and it, and it, and they list their 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 main campaign issues and their and their explanation of why they support this campaign issue. Securing the Texas border is a big topic. Protecting our children, protect Texans, and cut our taxes. Yeah, I wonder. I'm gonna look on here. I'm gonna punch protect our children, and she says protect our children because this you know of course securing our texas border is the number one priority but protecting our children is top priority as well so what she says here is stop sexualizing children through indoctrination in schools stop big tech and predators from preying on our children solidify parental rights and freedom for our children's school choice 100 percent pro-life joanne strongly believes that parents should have the right to send their kids to the school of their choice using their own taxpayer dollars. This right here is what I look for. Yeah, to me, that was the biggest selling point out of out of all the candidates, is where do you stand on school choice? Yes, and we are very much pro-school choice. I totally believe if we finally are allowed to choose our schools, then they would fix the government schools. I believe they would be forced to fix government schools as well. I mean, they have to have a competition at this point because our kids are losing every single day that they're going to a government school. They're losing education opportunities every single day. Education has become this polarized thing that's going on right now, and you have people on one side that 
you know, I don't understand why they want to keep kids in failing schools. I don't understand why you just think throwing money at failing schools is going to help. You just can't force children to go to a classroom that they're not comfortable and they're not learning in. It's not a good learning it's, environment. It's not a good environment. I know my son, during his growing up, he had to have a smaller class size. He could not learn with 30 kids in the room. Yeah. So this is a good thing. If we could get school choice there would not be so many kids in the classroom right we could spread it out yeah that's that's just my stance on that and we need to move on because we could talk about school choice all day long you know but please listen to your uh, representatives when they're telling you ask them questions do not be afraid yeah email them yeah call them ask them questions that's what they want they want to know what you want and right now is the perfect opportunity to stand up and choose somebody yep. different for change. Yep. And to be fair to all four of these candidates that we've mentioned, Travis Clardy and Schaffner in District 11, Trent Ashby and Miss Carson in District 9, mm-hmm. their stances on securing the border are pretty much the same. They, they all want property taxes cut back. Mm-hmm. There's a different way to do things without the property tax. They've all got, they, they all pretty much stand a lot alike in those areas. But to me, the biggest selling point was school choice. To me, it, it just is. It is too. I, I believe each yes. and every parent should have a right to take their kid to the school of their choice. I agree. And their money should go with them. It's their money. Yeah. The, the teachers are teaching them what they're given, what they're told to. You know, so the teachers are only following the rules that they are giving. You know, so... I don't blame teachers at all because they're just doing their job, what they're told to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So please look for school choice if that is what you're interested in. And we're going to move on right here, and we're going to talk about the judges. Yeah. Let's talk about their... First off, we're going to start off by telling you why this has happened, why we are primarying Texas Court of Criminal Appeal judges. Okay, but this is how it started. It was State of Texas versus Stevens. In December of 21, the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, which is the highest criminal court in Texas, ruled in an 8-1 to decision that the Attorney General's office did not have the power to unilaterally prosecute election fraud. The court found that the prosecution of election fraud would fall to the judicial branch of government more specifically It's at the discretion of district attorneys and prosecutors. The attorney general's office is in the executive branch of government, and the court said allowing the attorney general those sweeping powers violated Texas' constitutional separation of powers. Yeah. The Texas Constitution specifically provides that the attorney general is to act when directed by the legislature. 71 years ago, the Texas legislature was so concerned about voter fraud that it directed the attorney general to prosecute it, Paxton wrote in a social media post this month. In addition to this being a ludicrous analysis, this ruling makes it virtually impossible to prosecute voter fraud in the large, liberal, Soros-funded Democrat counties. Without a doubt, we can look forward to the proliferation of voter fraud in Texas, and no doubt George Soros is proud of the work of Michelle Slaughter and her allies in the court. 
At the prompting of various individuals, the court received thousands of phone messages, emails, and other forms of communication in an attempt to convince us to change our ruling. Slaughter told CBS Austin in an interview, even if I don't like the outcome and even if I don't like the law, it's not my job as a judge to change the law or amend the Constitution. This is Judge Justice Slaughter who is being primaried by Ken Paxton for that stance right there. For the simple reason is, did she read the law correctly? That's what I was fixing to say. Yeah, I agree with you, Judge Slaughter. It's not your job to change law. It's not your job to change the law or amend the Constitution. But it is your job to interpret the law correctly. But she is up for re-election, and she says she's a constitutional conservative and an originalist. As a judge on the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, Judge Slaughter has participated in deciding more than 20,000 criminal law matters and has authored more than 80 published opinions. She points out, she always strictly follows the law and carefully considers the facts of each case. Her opinions have included. And then she's got many. Protecting and defending innocent unborn lives. Protecting and defending the statute that allows law-abiding citizens the right to openly carry a firearm. You know, but it doesn't say in here that she cares about our voter fraud that is going all over Texas now. You know, that's important. And they obviously didn't spend a lot of time on finding out how important it was to the American people or to Texans. But Slaughter is being primaried by Lee Finley. And this is who we're going to be pushing out is Lee Finley for judge. He's a principled, committed, conservative, integrity, conservative values is his is his stance. He will strictly interpret our Constitution and honor the rule of law. He's been um, practiced criminal law in multiple state and federal jurisdictions for more than 20 years. Lee has handled thousands of cases, including represented, representing indigent defendants as court-appointed attorney. Hmm. Lee has directed hands-on experience with magistration, indigent defense, and mental health cases. Well, I like him. Okay, so we're going to go on to the next one, which would be, um, I want to talk about this Sharon Keller. Now, she is the presiding judge, and she is being primaried by David Sheck. His stance, he's got a, it's time for a new generation of leadership. I totally agree with this. It is time for change like we started the show with. We need change, and we need people that want to stand up and admit that this stuff is wrong. You know, the fact that for 71 years, our attorney general could take cases that were voter fraud. Could prosecute could voter pro- fraud. prosecute voter fraud. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's, it's crazy why they would change that all of a sudden. But to me, that's just another Soros Democrat just trying to sue Texas to try to change our laws. That is what the Democrats do. And we feel like these judges went along with the Democrats. What do you think? Yep. So Texas deserves transparency and fair courts. That's his stance. And then we have one more. We have Barbara Hervey, who is being primaried by Gina Parker. And Gina Parker is also a Republican constitutional conservative. And uh, she never legislates from the bench. Now, that right there tells you what just happened. And she knows it and understands it right away. So we are on the side of Gina Parker here. 
and she is an experienced attorney with over 30 years of experience handling thousands of misdemeanors, felony, and juvenile cases, as well as mental illness proceedings and appellate cases. She served as a, t- a city attorney, assistant county attorney, and assistant district attorney. Served as the appointed commissioner and chair of the Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation in a quasi-judicial capacity. So I really like her. So these are the ones that we are going to be pushing out and would like you to like give them give them a look. Look up Gina Parker, Lee Finley, and David Shank. David Shank. And there we go. So we'll continue to push these out. We'll be talking about them on the daily until until voting is over with in the primaries. Primary starts February 20th for early voting and ends March 1st for early voting and then Tuesday is the voting day. March 5th. March 5th. So we want to um, remind everybody to be informed and become engaged. Exactly. That's the only way. Is this thing working? Rise up. Well, hey, everybody. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. And I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities. You know, we couldn't do this without your continued support either. We appreciate all of you showing up taking the time to listen to us today so please like i say make sure to hit the like button share our show with all your friends we'll see you next time on is this thing working and as always i'm james and that's my lovely co-host over there denise and we'll see you next time we're out